Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast. I'm Bill. And I'm JC. And this is kind of uh, the calm before the storm, if you think about it, because this is our last episode, more than likely, before we do our annual football predictions. For the season. Yep. Uh, the marriage gets interrupted for about 20-some weeks on, <laughs> on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and the Saturday and you name it. <laughs> that's why I'm still single, ladies. Yes. Um, no, that's not the reason. But anyway, <laughs> um, but we will – I'll just say it right off the bat. Um, we will do our annual preview show. Uh, DK is going to join us for the next, probably the next episode, I think is when it's going to be. And it's going to be a unique, uh, situation because I'll say it now, the audio portion is going to be on this feed, the JC and Bill sportscast feed, the video form is going to be on the history and legacy of sports YouTube page. So we're going to split them in half. So the best of both worlds, I believe. I believe so too. And what, what hat am I going to wear that, that day? Oh, I think you're going to have your big old (laughs) Seahawks hat on. I do believe. That's right. I don't know, and I was all excited. We were going to do a show for football tonight, but we've had some some interruptions. Yep, and so I was going to go on a hard, I was going to go on a hard rant on one team that I just can't stand. But now right. I have to wait. You have to wait. Yes, but, we have other rants to get to today. Oh, oh yeah, and you know what? I since you kind of started the last episode with a rant, mine's not kind of a rant. But more of, I guess, intrigue, I I guess, would be the best way to put it. So since our last episode, and for those of you listening for the first time, I'm more of a college sports guy than JC is. He's more pro in certain sports than I am. Yeah. Um. Although I do, although I do, you know, watch pro sports as well. So, since our last episode, the Pac-12 is on life support at this point. Um, It started with Colorado announcing they're going back to the Big 12. They, They should have never left the Big 12, but they're going back to the Big 12. It's the only move that honestly makes any sense, if you think about it. Yeah. We already knew a couple of years ago, USC and UCLA were going to the Big Ten, which I think some of us are still trying to figure out why that's happening, but money talks. Then... Basically, within a span of about a week, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah decide they're going to join Colorado and go to the Big 12, which 
geographically, I, I have no problem with. I honestly don't. Then, Oregon and Washington, who'd been on the fence for a long time, announce this is because the commissioner of the Pac-12 basically could not get a good TV deal. Whatever Apple was offering, they were not going. Like the, the, the presidents and the deans and the ADs of the colleges, they were not going. So the Pac-12, like I said, is on life support at this point in time. Then, earlier this week, the ACC. Do you remember what the ACC stands for, JC? Is that like American comp- College Conference or something? Almost. The Ad- Atlantic, Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah. They start talks with Cal and Stanford. Cal and Stanford. Because nothing says the Atlantic coast of the United States like Cal and Stanford. So, the ACC had a meeting where they needed, I think it was 12 votes out of 15, to get the approval to invite Cal and Stanford to join the conference. They fell one vote short. Hmm. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and North Carolina State had the brains to realize they're over on the left side. We're on the right side. Why are we even thinking of having them come to our conference? So they decide, no, we're we're, we're not going to, you know, we're going to vote no. And you wonder why Maryland left the ACC 10 years ago. But anyway, so you'd think, okay, it's done. It's over. Well, JC, I wish I could say that it is done. However, two, depending on how you look at them, influential American figures of the last 20 years are now putting in their two cents and saying, hey, you should invite these schools to your conference, the ACC. The two, Condoleezza Rice and former President George W. Bush. Now, Condi, hold on, let, let me do my George, my George W. impersonation. <laughs> Condi. <laughs> so Condoleezza Rice, I think everyone knows, uh, graduated from Stanford. She's one of their probably most famous alumni. George W. Bush is 
or actually his wife, pardon me, graduated from SMU, which is a school in Dallas, Texas. And, and I didn't, and I didn't put them in in the discussion early because I wanted to kind of build this up. So now you have a former president of the United States of America and one of his top people during his administration, and she she was a top member of his administration, let's not lie, are now trying to convince the ACC, hey, you should get our schools into your conference. Wow. <laughs> um, your thoughts? Well, see, the biggest thing is I have a problem with, okay, the football squads are going there, right, to be competitive. What about your other sports? Mm -hmm. What about your volleyball, baseball, track, tennis, all that stuff? Right, You're going up against powerhouses to begin with. Now, you might compete in football, right? You might get more recruits coming out, but what's going to happen to your other programs? Are these kids going to leave to go somewhere else? You know, second of all, ACC, that that needs to stay on the on the, the Atlantic coast, right? Or as close I think as the, possible. Yes, yep, as close as possible, right? You don't want that travel because it's hard, right? You got to go to school, then you got to come back, right? You got you fly out there, what, Friday probably to go for Saturday, and I think it'd just be too much. Yeah. As for the Pac-12, I think they dug their own grave by the sounds of it. I mean, what are they? who are they going to get? Are you going to get the Mountain West Conference to get into the Pac-12? Or Pac-10 or whatever it is, you know? Right. And the... And the Big Ten, I guess there's it's not the Big Ten. What's going to be the Big Fourteen? It's it's going to be like twenty teams next yeah. year. Now the thing is, I hope that see for longest time. I mean, we've discussed that you should have no power puff games, right? Mm-hmm. Alabama should not be a five hundred point spread ever because yeah. you should be playing all. You know, you should be playing teams that are you know. Say the SEC has 20, 20 teams, right? Ten per night, ten per division. You play each one once or twice, and then you could play go across. How many? Get all. Let me do my math here real quick. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. They have fourteen right now, but when Texas and Oklahoma come next year, it'll bump up to sixteen. Yeah. So hopefully you're playing everybody in that in that conference, right? You know, and that's the way it is. We that's and we'll definitely see a lot better football games. You know, right? I mean, there's some games you don't even you look at. Said, yeah, this one's over before it even started. You know, and what does it do? Maybe it brings in some revenue. You know, for the the littler schools. Mm-hmm. But you're getting crushed out there, right? I don't think it's a good look at all. Okay. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to see what happens with the pack, and then the yeah. Big Ten, the Big Twelve, right? The SEC, ACC, right? See what happens. I mean, are we moving to a super league here soon? I think we are. I, I really think we do because, and and let's start with the Pac-12. You said it perfectly. They dug their own grave because. Yep. You lost USC, you lost UCLA, but you still have 10 teams. You could have survived. 
You could have added San Diego State, but San Diego State got cold feet at the altar, you know, so they're not leaving the Mountain West yet. I don't know if they will at this point. Colorado moving back to the Big 12, like I said, that one makes absolute sense. It it just does. And kind of the same with Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. It, it, It does as well there. Had Oregon and Washington not decided we're going to the Big Ten, this is not a discussion right now. This is not a discussion at all. Because you basically, this is basically the Titanic. The, the, the Titanic, which in this case is the Pac-12, hit the iceberg. And it's sinking. Slowly sinking. I don't know who would be Jack and I don't know who would be Rose in this situation. I'll let you all figure that out. Well, the commissioner's got to go down the, with the ship. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and and so here's one. Why doesn't Washington and Oregon just petition and go to the ACC? Well, I could tell you that easily. <laughs> the ACC doesn't have the money that the Big Ten and the SEC do. Because yeah. with the Big Ten, okay, but let, let's start with the Big Ten. Before the West Coast teams, football-wise, You've got Michigan and Ohio State. It's like, that's kind of like the end. Yep. Now, next year, you're going to have USC, UCLA, who are two dominating football clubs, USC more than UCLA, and Oregon and Washington, who have been coming up the last probably five to ten years or so. Yep. It's basketball where I think it gets tricky because for a long time in the Big Ten, it was your Indianas, your Michigans, your Michigan States, Ohio State, Maryland, you know, even though they're more of an ACC school, I still think they're the ACC, but they're in the Big Ten. Maryland's a basketball school. UCLA is a basketball school. Oregon is kind of on and off with basketball. And then, you, and then, like you said, the other sports. What you know, Where are the other teams going to be in those sports? It's going to be interesting to see. So that's the Big Ten. Basically, they have the conference that's going coast to coast, east coast to west coast, whether you like it or not. Yeah. With the SEC, I don't think they're done yet. I don't because the reports have come out. Florida state is not happy with what's going on with the ACC. Clemson's another one that I've heard. I've heard North Carolina. I've heard Virginia. I've heard Virginia tech. I think North Carolina state after that vote of no, I think they're in the discussion I think the SEC is going to take four teams away from the ACC. I really do. Because, I, okay, Florida State and Clemson, I think, are definitely going to the SEC. I, there's just too much history there. You know, Clemson has the rivalry with South Carolina. Florida State has the rivalry with Florida. 
you get that game every year, no matter what. Yep. If you get North Carolina, that's more of a basketball decision than a football decision. Although their football program has been getting better the last several years. Virginia, their basketball program, we've seen, you know, what they've been able to do the last 10 years or so. I don't know what will happen with Virginia Tech. I don't know what will happen with North Carolina State. They could go to the Big Ten for all we know. That's going to remain to be seen. So I want to go back to the Pac-12 because we could be living in a world where next year the Pac-12 is the Pac-4 of Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. And I read somewhere today where Oregon, somebody from Oregon State was like, we're going to try to create our own Pac-12. We're going to rebrand the Pac-12. And I'm thinking, good luck, pal. You're going to need all the help and prayers that you're going to need to get that done. Yeah. Those schools are the ones that I actually feel the worst for because everybody left. Everybody left. They just were like, oh, we're not staying here. We're, we're gone. We're gone. And if you look at the history of the Pac-12, and, you know, th- this goes over 100 years, um, excuse me, I think Stanford and Cal are original members. Yeah. Cal, okay, Cal and Oregon State are original members of this conference. Cal has never left this conference since it started in 1915. Oregon State left for like a four or five year period to be independent. Stanford has been there since 1918. What happens to these schools? Do they go to the Mountain West, which is a possible move at this point? Do they, you know, do other conferences offer up a spot like the ACC? Maybe maybe the American Conference, which is kind of a co- almost a coast-to-coast conference when you look at the map of the U.S. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. All I know is these four teams have been left in the dust. The other schools do not give a damn about those schools' futures, their well-being. They were just worried about themselves. And I think to kind of go and answer a question that you had said earlier, that's exactly the answer I was going to say. Yeah. No, that was my answer. (laughs) No, I do think we are on the verge of super conferences for football. Yeah, I I think so too. The problem is going to be the smaller schools, the smaller conferences. You have the American Conference. You've got the Sun Belt Conference. You've got the MAC. You've got the Mountain West. 
You've got Conference USA. You have all those other conferences, and they're not going to get a chance. They just are not going to get a chance because everybody is going to be attracted to the Big Ten schools, to the SEC schools. They see what's going on over there, and they're going to be like, okay, I want to be, you know, I want to transfer to this school, this school, this school. And I think what could happen eventually is we're going to see the demise of the NCAA. There needs to be, there needs to be some governing body that's like, okay, enough is enough. This is getting absolutely ridiculous because we're past the point now where tradition even matters in college sports anymore. Like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they're not going to play the Bedlam game after this year. It's done. It is done. And Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, those games more than likely are done after this year. And, you know, you, you look at, you know, some of the ACC schools. Let's say North Carolina leaves. There's going to be no more Carolina Duke. And that's a big rivalry. You know, I've been living on the East Coast forever. Carolina Duke's a big deal. So what eventually needs to happen, and it's not going to happen anytime soon, there needs to be a governing body. Either you scrap the NCAA and come up with a new organization, or you rebuild the NCAA and you have to put restrictions and rules in because it's almost to the point where, you know, Division One FBS football, which is what technically the title is, is going to end up becoming the minor leagues for the NFL. Let's just say what it is. It is becoming the minor league system for the NFL. And bowl games aren't going to matter anymore. The rivalry games aren't going to matter anymore. I hate to say it, but that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, because we have rivalry week, you know, where everybody, like you say, everyone plays against their rival, right? Whether it's state versus university, right? College, all that stuff, right? You have your fancy trophies. You've had these battles going since the 50s, 40s, 30s. Are they -hmm. still going to keep rivalry week? Right. You know, I mean, you would have to. I would say, right? I mean, Michigan, Ohio State's a rival, so I mean, it, it, that'll never that'll die. That'll always be there. That'll right? never die. Alabama, you know? Auburn will never die. Texas, Oklahoma yeah. will never die. Yeah. But, I mean, like, okay, like for me, and, I, and I'm going to go back to the basketball. Maryland and Duke was a, a rivalry. Don't let anybody who is a Duke fan or an alumni tell you Maryland was not a rival in basketball for Duke because they absolutely were. They have not played 
since Maryland left the conference. And a big part of that is because of Coach K. I'm going to save that rant for another day. (laughs) I'm going to save that rant for another day, that rat-looking son of a gun. But anyway, um, so then which brings us probably to the biggest question. mm -hmm. Let's say we get the super, we get all these, the, the super league for college, right? You got your divisions. What happens to Army, Navy, Air Force, and Notre Dame? Okay. So let, let's just start on the football level of that, okay? Yeah. Notre Dame is an independent. They have been yes. independent forever and a day. I think during COVID, I think they joined the division once, didn't they? Yeah, only only because of COVID. That was the only yes. time they did that. Army is an independent school. Navy is in the American Conference. Air Force is in the Mountain West Conference. So as far as the military schools go, those games are not going to be lost. They, they just will not yeah. be lost. Notre Dame, Notre Dame was one of the schools that voted yes. Notre Dame has Stanford, USC, Michigan, Purdue among their rivals. You know, it's like, I, I, I think the day Notre Dame football legitimately joins a conference is the day that college football. Years ago, the Big Ten said, no, we don't want you. I wonder if the Big Ten's regretted that decision. Sometimes they have, sometimes they haven't. Army's been in a conference. People forget that. Army was in Conference USA for a few years, and they did not do well. And they realized that, and they ended up going back to being independent. Air Force is hit and miss. They could stay in a conference, and I don't think it would hurt them. But if they left and became independent, I don't think it would hurt them either. Navy is kind of the same way. I think it's hit and miss. As far as their conference play goes in the American, they haven't made a conference. Record, unlike when they were an independent club. So, yeah, there's a, it, it's a lot. It really is a lot. Yeah, I guess time will tell, right? Mm-hmm. See what happens with uh, with with what I guess over the next few years we'll find out, right? If the Pac Pac twelve's dead, Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, ACC, mm-hmm. you know the littler conferences. What happens there? Right. What happens to Hawaii and Alaska, or you know things like that? Well, we don't have to worry about Alaska because I don't think they have a football team. So yeah. Well, they have a <laughs> well, they have a college team up there. Oh, they do. I, I, I'm not saying they don't. They do. I don't, don't. think they, yeah, I don't think they, they have, have a football. A, right. I don't yeah. think they have a football. Yeah. If they do, they have to play their games indoors. 
Yeah, they're they're more curling and hockey and things like that. Okay, why? All right, I know it's not going to happen this year anyway. Is there a way college, you know, college game day can do a live episode from Alaska? I would love to see that episode. (laughs) I'd watch the full three hours. In December. Oh, my God. During conference championship weekend. That's right. You know, uh, I, we don't know what the hell we're doing here. We should be in Atlanta, but uh, somebody had us go to Alaska. Today. That's why Bill will never be in charge. Exactly. I think oh. well, last year, last year they did go to Montana. So I guess that's the closest we'll get to Alaska. So, yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, to wrap this up, basically. As a fan of college football, it's good and bad. But I think if I'm looking into the future, there's going to be a lot more bad than there is good. So, Yes. And I, like you said, we'll have to, time will only tell what happens, I think, right? I mean, the rivalries, yeah, they could be gone. But we will get super conferences, which would then make the playoffs a little different, because we'll know yeah, the because we'll know the top from the bottom, right? We'll know the good teams from the bad teams. Yeah, because like this coming year is the last year they're doing the four team format. Next year yeah. is when they go to twelve. Yep, and, and that's then, all lining up for the super conferences, right? You know, the winner, you win that conference, you win that championship game, bang, you're automatically into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't win, and if you have a really good record, you're in. So, And I think if you win the conference, you deserve a spot in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Right? So it will be fun. We'll we'll stay tuned to this. I know that next week, right, we we start seeing some football here, and then the Labor Day is when we Mm -hmm. kick off the, the big time. Yep. And, uh, and then in a few we got weeks, the NFL. and then in a few weeks, my dad and I will be driving my sister and her family away while watching football on Sundays. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <my> boys. <laughs> I love it, man. I absolutely love it. So they, they, we're not going to talk. Me, they give me Monday through Friday anyway. So that's right. Yeah. And so, like moving forward from there, we're not going to talk much about the NFL. We'll talk about it when we do our NFL show. Yeah. You know, there's not – I mean, you have the preseason games going on right now. What do you do? A few here and there, things like that, right? I don't think there's been any major news. Um, you know. Not really. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott signed with the Patriots. That's really about it. Well, I mean, you know what? Let me take that back. There is one thing. At least we could discuss this here instead of the next episode. JC, have you signed the petition yet? To change the the name to the command or from the commanders back to the Redskins? Yes. Yes, I have. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So for those that have been living under a rock, which I don't know how many of you have been, uh, there is a petition going on uh change.org and this was started a couple of weeks ago by a gentleman named daniel fez i'm I'm gonna mess his name up 
Fez Zolar, who started this petition basically to be, hey, let's change the name back from the Commanders to the Redskins. And the Native Americans are the ones that basically have been do. They're the they are the ones who have started this campaign. As of this recording, there are one hundred eighteen thousand five hundred twenty one signatures on this petition, with twenty four hundred plus people signing it today. People at the camp are saying Redskins. The coaches, the owner saying Redskins. Just, you know, change Change the name. Change it back. Because, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to give everyone an education lesson. There are two definitions of Redskins. The one that's in the dictionary, which is the one that every most people go with, which is, oh, it's an offensive stereotype name. And then there's the actual definition of the word redskin. Do you know what that definition is, JC? Mm, no, I haven't looked it up. Mean uh-huh. dictionaries aren't the best of friends. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what the actual definition is of this. And I was told this by uh, a, a fan of the team who's a Native American. The actual definition of the word redskin is when you take red paint and put it over your face. You're painting your skin red. Thus, you are a redskin. So there have been talks that, hey, you know, we're maybe going to change the name from Commanders after this season. Because of the new ownership, they can do that. Yeah, and you don't want anything associated with Dan Snyder with a new name, right? Not at this point, no. You know. Are there going to be leaps and bounds if they can get this through? Absolutely there will be. But if people are taught correctly and actually listen instead of being, oh, you're talking out of your ass, we don't want this name anymore, blah, 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 blah then there's a possibility this gets changed. And the other thing, and this is something that people have to realize, this football team, for a lot of Native Americans, not all Native Americans, but a lot of them, that was their team. It was their team. Like, the, the you know, the people who live, you know, like you see in documentaries, they live in, you know, trailers, have no electricity or running water. The Redskins were their team. And then it gets taken away from them without even, you know, an opportunity, without even a chance to speak. Yeah, and that was all because, and that's all stemmed from the government was going to take away the trademark of the Redskins. mm -hmm. And anybody can use all the rest of the stuff. And they they got pushed to it. And now people are starting to realize that, oh, wait a minute, you know what? Let's go back to it because it's, you know. People are tired of the way the world's going. Right. And I'll tell you, know. you what, because because I know I talked with DK, you know, about the uh, Edmonton Eskimos, Elks. If somebody in Canada started a petition to 
bring back the Eskimos, I'll sign it. I will sign it. Well, I'm thinking that name's going to change after they broke the record for the most home losses by a professional <laughs> sport, <laughs> team sport in North America. Oh. I mean, they won last night, but they won on the road. That doesn't count. You know, they're, they're, you got to win a game at home. Kicking, that's right. They're kicking fans out for wearing gar- for wearing paper bags. It's gone so bad that, I mean, I was there playing ball, right, and there's a weather delay, and people are talking about it. That ball and stuff, right? Because where I live, right, we're close to Edmonton. It, it, it's frustrating. And then Elks, right? They actually created their own word. Wait, what did they do? They created their own word, the Edmonton Elks. Oh yeah, that's there is no right. Elks. There is no Elks in the dictionary. It's elk. Yes, it's elk. You know. So. And now you you broke the record. Good on them. You know what? Just keep losing at home, right? I mean, the Guardians are another one, right? You look at the Guardians now. They're you know they took a hit in viewership and everything else. I mean, look, Guardians is a worse name than Commanders. I will say that till my deathbed. Guardians is a worse name than Commanders. Yeah. And then really, if you wanted to change anything, if you were so offended by the logo, you could still be called the Indians. Just change the logo. That's all you had to do. Yeah. And the people who want it changed aren't supporting your team anyways. Exactly. Business 101 states, do not piss off your clientele. Right, easy. That's the first thing they teach you in school. But what has what has what has Bud Light done, Nike done, you know, Target done? They've all got it so their clientele got so mad because they changed some things because a small fringe group wanted to change who don't even buy your product. I mean now I did read that Anheuser Busch did make a deal with the commanders this week, so it sounds like you know, Budweiser's are going to be sold at the at the commander, you know, command skin games this season. So there uh, is that. Hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to Toronto in a few weeks. They have they have Bud Light at one of the state at one of the places for like five or six bucks. Yeah, I'll drink Bud Light for that price compared to fifteen bucks for a regular beer. Well, you it's know. like I it's like I said to you, JC, the can doesn't make the beer. The beer makes the beer. Yep. Everyone is but, missing the yep. point. Even my yep. dad but, is missing it. I could try to convince him for a thousand years, and I know I'll never convince him. He's like, oh, I'm never buying Bud Light again. Okay, but you know what? It's not the can that makes the beer. It's the beer that makes nope. the beer. No, and, it, and it is, but at the end of the day, they got their clientele upset and they took a hit, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's the one thing you got, you know, people don't like change for the most part, right? Some they things don't. we have to change and, and we've done a good job of it, but other things, you know, it's just, let's just go with it, right? And, you know, good on, 
Like, it's frustrating, right? And then you watch, then they're like, well, why are we getting no money? Why are we doing this? Why are, why are we losing? We're, and I can tell you why. And I'm not even in business. And, you know? and, and I think I can say, JC, because we've got an awesome Facebook group. Yep. And, uh, you know, like I've been checking our numbers, like how many, you know, like downloads and stuff we've been getting as of late, you know, with some of our more recent episodes. It's been in the hundreds. I think what it is, is, and, and I'm, believe me, I'm not trying to brag about us. I'm really not. Okay, last episode, hold on, let, let, me, let me pull this up real quick. Make sure I've got this right. Just a moment, folks. Okay. Okay, our last two episodes have done respectively 710 number of plays and 1014 plays. Those are our last two episodes alone. Well, everybody's happy that we came back after we had a little bit of a, you know, because I was working and things were going on, right? Right, right. People want to hear us, and it's but, but, it's because we're honest. Yeah, that's the thing. We're honest. We're going to tell you the like it is. You may not like it, you know, but nope. we, you know, we accept things. You know, it's like people completely forget to accept things. Yeah, change is hard. There are are there things that JC and I don't like? Absolutely, there are. But you know what? You gotta learn sometimes to accept it. And I know it's been hard for me sometimes in my life, but I've gotten a whole hell of a lot better about it. And a lot of our group is pretty good with that. We have not had one fight. Since we started this podcast, not one, because they respect each other. Our first rule is don't be a schmuck. Be a schmuck. One of the greatest Our only rule. In the history of civilization. <laughs> so that's right, and I, and we came with that one. It's like, do you have any rules? We're like, well, rule one: don't be a schmuck. And you're like, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it, you know, it's just like common sense, people. Common sense. And, you know, and we're going to dive into, like, this, the next thing, like, the one story I'm going to bring up, which broke glass on Sunday, was, uh, was Wander Franco being oh, benched yeah. for, for the game. And now, on the restrictive the list, nope, they said it was a maintenance day or a scheduled day off, and then social media started circulating, saying that he had inappropriate relationships with minors. And now he didn't fly out to San Francisco. He's not there this weekend against, I think they're playing the Angels. Uh, let me check for you. Darn I know no. they're on the West Coast. Uh, yes, they are playing the Angels. And they and now hearing some some reporters saying he might not play another game in Major League Baseball ever. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna let you take this one because 
it, you know, it's a touchy subject, but at the end of the day, right, it's, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? You need to know what's right and wrong. And that's just wrong, right? Um, and I'll tell you right now, you got teammates who have, have daughters and, and, you know, with their wives and families. And you think they want a guy in the dugout that did that? Like it's this is going to be a I like we'll wait for the final report. We'll see if right. he's being blackmailed. What's going on, right? If he was tricked into something, we don't know. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're on the restrictive list. Which well, then I think we'll move on to the commissioner list because I think the 21st he comes off. You know, so they go up with a spot. He's being paid his salary right now. He just he signed a 182 million dollar 11 year salary contract there a few years ago. Great ball player, but I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to follow the the rules and the laws that we as society has put in place. Mm-hmm. And if it is true, he's done, right? Yeah. I mean, who's going to sign? I mean, is a team in the Mexico League or somewhere going to sign? I don't know. At all. Here's okay. I I I, I think what we have to do with this is maybe take a couple steps back. Not not to explain the situation because it, it, you know, we're not really sure the full details. And we may never know the full details. No, with Dominican they said that, right? They said some a lot of things get hidden. Yeah. You know, we we will we will never know what the full details is. But so, you know, Major League Baseball and Tampa is doing their own investigating. Mhm. But what G, basically everything JC has said is true, or you know, at least the reports is he had or has had a relationship with a female who is underage. And there, see, this is where it gets tricky because in the US, and I, I want to say it's Canada as well. And correct me if I'm wrong. The legal age is 18. It is that is the legal age. Yeah, it used to be 16 in Canada, and then they changed it. I believe it's right. 18. But if you're like 21 and your girlfriend's 17, there's like there's so many years that you can have as well, right? Or up to a, up to a certain age, right? I know in England the legal age is 16. And there was a whole big thing a few years ago when wrestling had like their speak out movement about this wrestler who had a relationship with a 16 year old girl when she was 16. And it was, you know, it it was, you know, it technically it was legal, but you know, it's still eh, kind of, kind of wrong there. Creepy. It is. Right? Well, let's call it. It is creepy. I mean, you you can't find a woman who's over the age of eighteen, you know, yeah. or things like that. And you have to. I mean, and what's the? I mean, the worst part is what's the intelligence level like? You know, how do you? You know, it's just it's a messed up situation. It is. If all of this is true, and it's a big if, because we don't know yet. If it's true. He's done. He will never play another game in Major League Baseball. He will not. 
if this oh, and they have to put their foot down on this. Yeah. This yeah. Right. I mean, you want to lose fans quickly. Right? You haven't come play. I mean, Trevor Bauer got suspended for three hundred and twenty six games. We got reduced to hundred and ninety two. Now he's pitching in Japan. Yeah. You know, or something that was alleged. I mean, he had everything dropped on him for charges, right? Alleged mm-hmm. consensual, all that. But we're not talking, you know, he was with a woman who was who was over eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, but they, they still they still took a stance to it, right? Yeah. You know, they take a stance to domestic violence. Right against women and children, right? Or even mm-hmm. or even your partner, right? I guess mm-hmm. nowadays we don't know. Right. Yeah. So they you know, they take that stance, right? I mean, your biggest one here was as we saw, right, when when German there threw the perfect game. Right, just recently. Yeah, where he was charged with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And that, and and that was he's, before the perfect game. Yeah, and now he's actually in rehab for alcohol. Mm-hmm. And they're saying he might have pitched his last game as a Yankee. Right. You know, and the Yankees need all the help they can get. Yeah. Right? I mean... So, uh, I guess for me, there's so many different levels of how bad things could be. Obviously, what happened with Jermon, you know, he, he, he's, he just has alcohol problems. He just needs to, you know, get that resolved. What, what Franco is going through is so it's a it's a 180 it's 180 and he's in a position where you know if these allegations are true and you know there's a lot of stuff that comes his way like i said this dude's never playing another game in the major leagues again like he well, may top it up he he might get kicked out of the country right yeah. he's got a work visa Right to the states, right? All ball players that are outside of the states have a work visa. Mm-hmm. You know, just like when Canada, right? When you get traded to the Blue Jays, you got, you know, you get to apply, you get all that stuff there. And I mean, he could be, I mean, if I guess it's happened in Dominican, so it didn't happen on U.S. soil. Right. Which is different. if you're convicted or you're a felon, you're, you could be done, right? They could, they could deport them. Yeah. And here's you the know? other thing. Here's the other thing. Franco's married. He hasn't even been married two years. He has two kids with this woman, his wife. One before they got married and one after they got married. I mean, you know, I'm I'm of the belief innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, and this is all alleged, right? I mean, but mm -hmm. it dropped and then all of a sudden... You're uh, you're now going. You know, you're you're not with the team. You know, they agreed that he should take some time off. You know, he wasn't playing that Sunday. That might have came down from maybe came down from Major League saying, you know what, our our Tampa Bay, and that was the same day that they're giving out hats to people under the age of fourteen, mm-hmm. a Wander Franco hat. I mean, you think about that start the Rays have or had, yeah, right to start of the season, the best team in baseball, and now they lost uh, 
Shane McLaren. Yep. For right, they have a few other pitchers off. Year. Yep. I mean, does this team even make the playoffs now? I mean, and now you just lost one of your best hitters. I think he had like 17 home runs, over 30 stolen bases. A good mm-hmm. shortstop, right, defensively. And now he's possibly done for the year or more. What does that do with the with the Rays now? I mean, you're coming back into the big East division, play games. Well, I mean, okay, well, let's talk about where Tampa's at in both the division and the wild card. So, as of this recording, Tampa Bay is two games out of first place. So, they're still within striking distance of the division and the best record in the American League. If the season ended today, they would have the top wildcard spot. They have, let me see if I'm doing my math right here. I want to say they have a two and a half game lead on Houston for the top wild card spot, which would mean Houston would have to travel to Tampa for Tampa a three Bay for, the, for three games. Yes, right. And Tropicana Field and that dump of a stadium. I know. <laughs> and Toronto. Uh, yes, we... go ahead. I was going to say yes. We know about the. About Toronto and we are sorry Tampa Bay. We know about the Rays Stadium issues, right? And we are going to keep bringing it up. Yep. Until you do something about Tampa Bay. Well, I I got a story we'll talk about in a few minutes of another team, but but they also have a five and a half game lead on Toronto for the top wild card yep. spot. And two, uh, I think two and a half on uh, up on Houston. Houston, right? Yeah, on Houston. Yeah. So if they get to the playoffs. I mean, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be stumbling across the finish line. And like you said, this team had the best start, arguably, to a season ever. Ever. That we we witnessed. That we witnessed. And And we're like, I mean, look, we'll both admit it. I thought the I thought it was done. I thought the division was won in April. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's I, I, no way. Yeah, they're pitching well. They're hitting. They're spotting all cylinders. You know, playing good baseball. And then they, you know, they lost a few games here and there, but they're still winning, right? And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it just the wheels start falling off. They start getting injuries, and then next thing you know, now Baltimore's lapped them. Right, Houston could lap them. Toronto could lap them. I mean, uh, Seattle could lap them. them. Yeah. Yep. Depending on who finished first, second in the in the AL West, you know, it's it's definitely an interesting situation down in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's something that, like I said, right, they're going to have to come back, play games in the AL East again, right? You still got a bunch of games against the Yankees, Jays, Orioles, Red Sox. Let me not saying the Yankees, because I think the Yankees, you know, I, the Yankees, I believe, will be a sub-500 team by the end of the year now. Wow. You know, you think about it, right? They have injuries. They're they're old. They're slow. I mean, it's just, you, you when you watch a Yankee game, it's not Yankee baseball. Right? Right. 
it's there's something different. I mean, both New York team, both New York baseball teams are a mess. Well, yeah, but which one's the bigger mess? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Yankees, because the Mets made a bunch of trades and got a lot of prospects. True. You know, so yeah, they, they're having a rough season, and I was surprised they didn't they didn't treat trade the polar bear there. I could have got a ton of prospects for him, right? Mm-hmm. But what do the Yankees have? The Yankees have nothing in their system. All their pitchers are hurt, minus Garrett Cole, right? Judge got hurt. I mean, we even talked about it. If Judge gets hurt, that team is done. Yeah, and look at them. They're in last place. Yep. They're old. They're slow. You're going to have to rebuild. How are you going to do it? You're going to have to sign some free agents. You know, like, it's the, they have nothing in the minor system. I think they're going to be in a world hurt here for a bit. All right. I, I, so I have Tampa Bay's remaining schedule for the rest of the season. So they have a three-game set this weekend with the Angels. They're liable to win one or two of them, I think. Is Shohei pitching one of those games? Uh, No, he is not. But he's going to hit anyway, so. Yeah, he's going to hit. Okay. So then they so after that, you know, they travel, they got a three game home stand against Colorado. That that should be easy. That should. Should be easy. Then they have a three game stand against the Yankees in Tampa. Then they go to Miami for two, to Cleveland for three, home against Boston for three, home against Seattle for four. Three at Minnesota, four at Baltimore, which I think at that point, that could be for the division right there if Tampa's still in it by that point. Three against the Angels in Tampa, three at home against Toronto, two at Boston, and three at Toronto. Six of their last eight games are against against the Blue Jays. Yeah, and the Blue Jays' last two weeks are these. Yankees raise, Yankees raise. Oh, my gosh. For the last two weeks. Right? They have the Red Sox in there and the Texas Rangers, Red Sox. And then you got Yankees raise, Yankees raise. Like, you know. And, and, and speaking of Toronto, the best pitching staff in the league, everybody was complaining about their defense, so they got defensive good. And now they can't hit. Now everybody's complaining that they can't hit. So Tampa could be in some trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should win a lot of those games. But, I mean, you know, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. It is. You know, and, and if they do not make the playoffs, is that the biggest choke in the history of baseball? No, there there have been bigger. I mean, I does that historic start mean anything then? If they don't make does. the playoffs? I mean, it, it, it does mean something, but... I don't think it would be the biggest choke. I, 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 I'd i say it's one of them. Um, yep. I'd, I'd say top five. If they don't make the playoffs, it's top five. Yeah. So, I mean, all you do is play 500 ball the rest of the year, and you should make the playoffs. Yeah. And then, right after going 13-0. And, and then, honestly, looking again, looking at the wild card standings, the two teams that are on the outside that I think have the best chance to maybe sneak in are Seattle and Boston. 
because yeah. the Yankees are six and a half. They're just falling apart. Angels are seven back. Cleveland's nine back. And then the other four teams are double-digit games you know, out of the wild card spot. Meanwhile, when you look at the National League, you know, you got the Cubs, who play really good ball. They're a half game out of the wild card spot. Arizona's a game out. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just going to throw it out there. The Nationals are eight games out of the of the, of the last wild card spot. And they've been playing 500-plus balls since the trade deadline. Again, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they could cost teams the season if they play them. Yep. It's definitely going to be an interesting – I think this is this is going to be one of your more interesting races to the end this year. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, not only – I mean, you look at baseball, right? Baseball made some real changes at the start of the year. And it's been wonderful. Which I think – which I think, yeah, yes, now we can actually analyze it and say it's been good for baseball or has it been bad for baseball. It's I think been it's good. been good for baseball. It's been good. You know, ratings are up. People are attending, you know – it's exciting. You know, you're not sitting milling around to sign what pitch it is. Mm-hmm. The pitchers who can't handle it are not doing well. They're in the minors. You know, they need to work on it. You know, you got hitters who need to be in better shape. Right? You can't sit there and you can't think, right? It's like you need to go up there with a game plan. Okay, this guy throws this, this, and this. What am I going to see, right? Yeah. You know, the bases are bigger, right? We're seeing more stolen bases. Does that mean those Ricky Henderson's... All-time base stealing, does that get does that get challenged? Mm. Right? So have to I mean, let's that, take, man. you know, I mean, let's say Acuna can, let's say he gets 70 bags a year. Well, I mean, he got to play for a lot of years and have still the speed, right? And he had the ACL surgery. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the rules have been good for baseball, and we're gonna have an exciting finish, I think, in both both leagues. Oh yeah. You know, and that's what baseball wanted. I mean, you had twenty teams at the trade deadline that were that were potential buyers. Yeah. Right, where usually you got maybe twelve, thirteen teams. You know, and then you look at the Angels, who could have traded away Shohei Otani for a boatload of players. They kept them. And the Angels have fallen off the, the skids. And they did make a couple trades. Yep. Yeah, they brought in a few players here and there, right, to go for mm-hmm. it. And now they're looking like they, they'll miss the playoffs, and then you may lose Shohei for nothing. Yeah. Right? I know uh, it's a tough decision. And you're in a division with Texas and Houston. Right? I, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, but we do have some developing news that uh, has come across the last several minutes. Um, so for those who live in Southern California, because we were just talking about the Angels and Tampa, um, Major League Baseball has rescheduled three Sunday games because of the forecast of Hurricane Hillary. Um, so... 
Arizona at San Diego, Tampa Bay at the Angels, and Miami at the Dodgers will now be played Saturday as part of a split doubleheader. I was wondering if that was going to happen. Yeah. Right, and get everybody out. You know. And and okay, I have to read this last sentence of this report because I I find this surprising. No tropical storm has made landfall in Southern California since September 25th, 1939, according to the National Weather Service. That's almost 85 years. Yeah, well, they blame it on climate change. I'm like, well, did it happen once before? Well, yeah. Well, how was the climate back then? Well, pretty good. (laughs) Stuff happens, right? I mean... It's, uh, I don't, I'm not going to get started on that. No, no. But because, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, but yeah, hopefully everybody there is safe. I know we got fans out there, you know, stay safe, stay, you know, do what you need to do to prepare. Yes. Hopefully nothing happens. You know, I mean, it, it is ironic that a storm named Hillary is coming to a democratic state to destroy it. He said it, not me, folks. Right. Send your texts to him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is that not irony of, of the best kind? You know, but no, no, I, but I, in all I, serious. I have know. thought about it, but I never really thought about it. So, <laughs> oh, I did, and I said it. So, I know. that's that's JC Bezerhawk at. <laughs> You can't get a hold of me, email.com. <laughs> oh, God. All right. But no, in all serious, no, you know, let's stay safe out there. Yeah, please. You know, let's, hopefully, like I said, it's nothing too bad. It, maybe it changes right, you know, but good on Major League Baseball for doing that. Mm-hmm. Getting those games out of the way. Is one of them, I wonder if one of them is a Sunday night game? Uh, no, the Sunday night game is the Little League Classic. So. Oh, that's right. Philly and Washington. Yep. I'll be right? watching it at. Yes. my TV because yes. there's a stupid rule. Ne- never mind. I'll, I'll I'll say it all fair. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not well, gonna bash. speaking of of stupid rules and garbage that baseball has done, tonight's yeah. Apple TV game is the Blue Jays versus the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, did they black now, you out? Yeah. So I have to listen <laughs> to the radio, right? So. Here in Canada, we get Sportsnet runs all the games, 162 games, minus what Apple wants. Yet, base, Major League Baseball has never put the Blue Jays on a Sunday night game in years. In years. <laughs> so why is it that we have to miss a game on a Friday when you can't even put a game on Sunday night? <laughs> you know, the, the Peacock games we get, because we don't have Peacock up here. That's not blacked out, but yes. So now I have to do old school, which I don't mind. Listening to it on the radio, you know. But, I mean, wouldn't you pick a better game than Toronto and Cincinnati? Right? And this Apple TV garbage is, that's just it, is garbage. You know? And, and he's got to do it while he's sitting on his leather chair that he's had since 1996. That's right. <laughs> while drinking Lucky Loggers, <laughs> watching the rain. <laughs> You know, and I don't even own an Apple product, so I can't. Even, I can't even get the free trial. 
<laughs> right? I paid for Major League Baseball TV, even though I got it for 50% off. I should get all the games. But if I do want to watch a Jays Philly game, I can watch the AAA Buffalo Bison. I can watch the Dunedin game. I can watch New Hampshire, the Fisher Cats. Right? But I can't watch the Blue Jays tonight. You know? And I'm on days off. At least do when I'm not work when I'm working. <laughs> you know? I want to sit there and enjoy some beers, watch the game. But no, now I got to put on the Giants and the Carolina Panthers that nobody cares about. Oh, man. Like, it's just ridiculous. You know? Could you imagine if, if they were, let's say they did that for the Commanders. Right? Are the Redskins against the Cowboys. And the only way that you could watch it is if you had some special satellite dish for that one game. Oh, my God. <laughs> would you not go crazy? You know what? You would rant more than I would rant. Uh, there'd be a few uh, curse words in there. Uh, you know, rhymes- and, I'm talk- and I'm talking this satellite dish is shaped like a cowboy hat with a star. And I'm talking words that rhyme with tuck, <laughs> dick, ass, uh, bump. You know, but, but, I mean, what's baseball? You know, I mean, that that, that would be the, the thing of it, right? It's, okay, I get streaming's only the future. But why are you doing it to, especially in Canada when we have our own system, right? You think people are going to watch the Blue Jays on Apple TV outside of Cincinnati? No. Nobody wants that. You know what? You put the Red Sox on. You put the Yankees on. People will watch it, right? Put the Angels on. Everybody watch it for Shohei. Nobody's watching it for the Blue Jays and the Reds, right? Like they need to give their head a shake for once in your life. Major League Baseball, do something. Make it. Stop with the nonsense. Make sure your game is televised and in every market. Right? The Dodgers, for the longest time, you couldn't watch Dodger King when you lived in L.A. You know, like, give me a break. That's the only messed up thing. And man fraud, you know, even though he's done some good this year, you need to change it. But baseball's active tip is accessible to everybody. You want to grow the game? You need people to watch it. That's how you grow the game. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So I want to stick with you baseball. Probably, you probably have an Apple phone, don't you? I I do. Well, and they're probably watching the game right now. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I the only time I ever watch on my phone is YouTube. That's the only time. Yeah. And maybe some adult content, but um, that's neither here nor there. So anyway, um. <laughs> anyway okay i want to talk about this story because i first talked about this on my youtube page bill and company a few months ago and this story is starting to creep up more and more and more so the milwaukee brewers they're having a pretty good year they're first place in their division uh they are two games ahead of the Reds. They could they could win the division. They could be in the playoffs this year. However, if things don't go their way, the Brewers might not be the Brewers for much longer. 
So this report comes from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel stating that the Brewers could explore relocation later this year if the state government officials do not reach an agreement on a financial package to fund improvements at American Family Field. The financing package would be taxpayer-funded and is required by the team's lease with the state. The lease runs until 2030. Rob Manfred first urged Wisconsin officials to fund long-term renovations in June. Governor Tony Evers proposed spending $290 million on upgrades at the field earlier this year. Um, here are some of the details. Team executives are giving thought to leaving because without a funding deal, the stadium district may not have enough money to cover immediate recommended improvements to American Family Field. And because it could take years to facilitate a move if the brewers reach that point. The brewers genuinely want to stay. It is only a question of whether they'll be able to, with the stadium district broke, a source familiar with negotiations told the journal Sentinel. Hmm. I'll tell you what, because you and I, we've lived our entire lives with the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, first American League and then then into the National, National League. Right. It would be weird if Milwaukee does not have a major league club. Mm-hmm. It just would be weird. Um, I know, cause cause actually, um, JT, my nephew, was the one who first made me aware of this a few months ago, and. You know, I, I talked about it, and now, you know, right now it's looking like it's a real thing. Um, if they do relocate, the two that came to my mind right away were Nashville and Charlotte. Like, those were the first two that came to my mind. Yeah. But the thing is, if they do relocate... I don't think they can be the Brewers. No. They'd have to have a new name. Well, I mean, maybe they can, maybe Oakland can promise them a new stadium after the A's move. That's another idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that whole mess is come, is creeping up on us. Oh man. I mean, you it's, know. it's gotten to the point where A's fans are telling people who are at road games for the A's to help protest with them. That's how they are. It is. That's the best part is you heard the Dodger fans say sell a team. Giants fans. I I think it's, you know what? I think it's great because you know what? Oakland has been the laughingstock. I mean, they put, they filled in some good teams with what they have for a budget. The guy gets all this revenue, doesn't put it back in his team. That's where the revenue sharing needs to stop and say, we're giving me this money, but you're investing it to your team. You know, that's why Yankees are mad and Red Sox are mad. They say, we give them the money, but then they don't invest in the team. You know, and now you're playing. You know, this is almost like the movie Major League. Yeah. Right. We'll feel the bad team. No one shows up. Done. 
you know, and now there's some, now I heard there's some rebuffles from ownership, from other owners about Oakland moving to Las Vegas. Because they want Las Vegas to be an expansion team. Right. Right? Because then all that money goes towards all the owners. Right? With the expansion fee. Yeah. But, you know, they don't want to, because cause Major League Baseball will, will expand two more teams. So you have 32, 16 in each. In each in each league. So one will be Vegas. But you have a, you have Tampa Bay that can't fill the stadium. You have Oakland that can't fill the stadium. And now you got Milwaukee wanting to move. And the, and the family that's that's loaded, that's rich, and has a ton of money, wants taxpayer money to pay for it. But the different, but here's the difference between Milwaukee and Oakland and Tampa. With Milwaukee, they're able to get fans to their games. They're yeah. able to. But I agree with you. Why can't the owners of this club not fund it themselves? Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. The Toronto Blue Jays, Rogers Center. That's all being funded privately mm-hmm. for the re- renovations. And the renovations are looking good. Milwaukee can do it. You know, I mean, I would say, let's say they want to build a new stadium. Okay, we'll help chip in. We'll get the roads done. We'll do this. We'll give you so much money. But you got to stay for 30 years and we get a bunch of revenue. But you're not going to get nothing out of it for upgrading the stadium. Oh, just bizarre. You know what? I just thought of something. Because I'm I'm looking at the owner's Wikipedia page. You know who might you know who might try to help keep the brewers in Milwaukee? Bud Selig. Yeah. Because he was his family was the owner of the Brewers. Oh. Yes, and he was part of that before he became commissioner. Commissioner, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, you can't lose the Milwaukee Brewers. No, no, that's a good market. Yep. You know, I mean, what are you going to do, throw a AAA team in there? No one's going to go. I guess you could have the Milwaukee Brewers AAA team there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they got to do something. I mean, Major League Baseball needs to stop this nonsense with these these empty threats, right? And if you have at least a 2030, I guess you're stuck to your 2030, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess if it's a lease, does the city also have to help make the renovations? I mean, if you rented a house and you had a lease and the dishwasher broke, you expect the landlord to pay for that dishwasher, right? Right. right. But I guess it's all in agreements. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens on that. That's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, it would be weird, like you say, right? If they're gone. But I can't see it. Of, I can't. You know what it would kind of be like? It would kind of be like when the Browns moved to Baltimore. Because you know, I was 10 when that happened. And at the time, I, I, I didn't really get the significance of when the Browns left 
But as I got older, I was like, man, you can't have an NFL without Cleveland. It's the same with the with Major League Baseball. You can't have a, a Major League Baseball without Milwaukee. You just can't. No. It's, I mean, you look at Wisconsin, maybe the, maybe the Milwaukee Brewers go public and they sell shares. I mean, you could buy a share, share for your favorite team, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, it wouldn't you know? hurt. Yeah, you can raise money that way. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, it, and it's funny how ownership works, right? I've been listening to some of the 30 for 30 podcasts on Spotify, mm-hmm. which is, which has been some good, good stuff, right? Especially the baseball ones about, you know, Things like the Chicago Cubs, Wrigley Field, the lights, and the owners selling, right? So Caseco and, and releasing the book, Juiced, you know, things like that. But it's it's funny how, you know, they've always made these foul threats, and then things get worked out at the end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can't see Milwaukee leaving. No. I really can't. I mean, they, they get fans. I mean, you know, it's not like Tampa Bay or Oakland, right, or like, Montreal Expos when they left. Right? Yeah. Things like that. So, you know, it's it's a different situation. You know? And in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, you have the Packers and you have the Brewers. Right? I guess you have the Bucks. So, or, or as I saw in a video today, that Moose is going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's on the sports fanatics group, JC. You have to see it. It's hilarious. I'll take a look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like I said, it's in a in a in a season full of pluses in baseball. And there's been a lot, right? You got there's been a there's been a ton, right? From Dela Cruz still in home, Tatis still in home, watching you know everything that's going on. But it seems like it's the negative things that keep getting brought up, right? And now with yeah. the Milwaukee, with the Oakland A's, it's like, you know what? You need to put it to bed. The Orioles announcer. And that was, you know what? I'll tell you right now. Go for it. I mean, I listen to, to Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez, or as your dad calls him, I think, what, Mickey Chief Mouse or Wiggum. something? Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum. Yeah. You Buck know. Martinez is Chief Wiggum. Yeah. I'll tell you what. They... Those guys, you know, they they go for the Jays, right? You can tell, you know, as as a whole broadcast, right? You pump them up a bit, but they also criticize them, right? Like Buck Martinez will say, "Why would you throw a pitch in that situation when he when he knew you could have got him on a fastball?" He's like, "I don't agree with that that call," right? Mm-hmm. They say it on the air. Nothing happens. He just mentioned a stat, what going to Tampa Bay and losing like seventeen the last twenty some games. Yep, and he gets suspended. Yep. I mean, I will say it right now. One of the worst owners is the guy from Baltimore. What's his oh name? Like God. Peter Angelus or whatever, the or something along that line. Family. Look. Okay. Okay. I'm. Let me start off by this. When I was a young lad, growing up in the suburbs of DC. Okay. Okay. I didn't really grow up in DC, but I was near DC. We didn't have a baseball team in DC. The Orioles were our team, along with Baltimore. We felt connected. The O's were my team. They still have a place in my heart to this day. 
but the Angelos family is so bad of ownership. The fact that they still own the club 30 years later is a joke. They need to do what the NFL did with Dan Snyder. They need to get them out of there. Because the Orioles are having this wonderful season, this dream season, and the Angeloses, whose two sons, by the way, were fighting for a while over who gets ownership of the team, are like, "Uh, you can't reference that we've lost to these guys so many times. We're going to suspend you. That's like being suspended for sneezing. That's what it is. And did that not backfire on him? Oh, my God. It backfired so bad that the fans in Baltimore were chanting the announcer's name. Yeah, other announcers were in support of him saying, how are we supposed to discuss the stats, right? It's a, it's a legit stat. You know, I want to know that Baltimore lost 17 of 21 games in Tampa Bay before they went and beat them three games to one. I want to know that stat. I don't need to know a guy who's six foot two hundred and eighty five pounds that had a that threw a ten or fifteen hitter in college there and decided to change position because he couldn't catch or pitch anymore. I don't care about that stuff. I want to know the stats. I want to know that they were lousy in Tampa Bay. Right? They bring it up the Blue Jay announcement bring it up all the time when they go down to the trough. But that thing is a house of horrors for the Blue Jays. They bring it up all the time. They don't get suspended or fired. You know what that is? And I'm going to use a word that I grew up on. Petty. It's petty. Yep. It's a petty move. And this guy, Kevin Brown, that's his name, is a great announcer. Oh, my gosh. I've heard him call games. This guy, like... If he decided, you know, like if Fox or ESPN called him up, it was like, hey, we want you to be our lead commentator for our national games. He'd be great at it. Oh, my gosh. He would be wonderful at it. But because he tells us a stat, he gets suspended. Suspended without pay, then I think I think they're they're going to have to pay him, right, for his suspension because people are not happy. And you got to wonder, Major League Baseball didn't get involved in that situation. I don't know. The, the Angelos you know? family has got to go. Get them yeah, I mean, out of Baltimore. I mean, they're having a great season with all the young kids and stuff, right, and things going well. But it just throws a black cloud over that organization. Because and I it's tell one you black cloud after another, after another. Because I tell you what's going to happen, JC. As soon as they have as good of a season as they are this year, within three years, they're going to be back at the bottom of the division because that's what the Angelos family does. Yeah, especially when they got to pay the money out for for Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson. And, yep, and you have you know, generational talent. On your ball club, get them the f out of there. Yep, and that's and that's the thing, right? And I mean, 
I, you're gonna they're gonna destroy that that organization again. Like you say, they already have. Right? Yep, I know multiple occasions. I mean, they had good teams in the mid mid 2010s. The '97, the, ni- right? the '97 Orioles is my like I, I've said this to my nephews. Until the Nationals won the World Series in '19, the '97 Baltimore Orioles is my absolute favorite baseball team I've ever watched. Like I can remember the entire like lineup, like who, like every position for that team. Palmero's at first. Alomar, Roberto Alomar is at at second. Bordick, Mike Bordick, who is underrated, shortstop. Cal's at third. Chris Hoyles, underrated catcher, is at home plate. And your outfield, B.J. Surhoff, Brady Anderson, Eric Davis, who was having a renaissance of a comeback. And then you had a three-headed starting rotation of Mike Messina, Scott Erickson, and Jimmy Keyes. No one mentions Jimmy Keyes that much, but he was a good pitcher. Like, they could have been, had they kept them all together, they could have been the Atlanta Braves of the American League. But no, because they had to get rid of Davey Johnson, not once, but twice. Twice they got rid of Davey Johnson, who should be in the Hall of Fame as his, as a manager. <sighs> it is frustrating, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, I mean... I mean, Roger, Roger's ownership isn't the greatest either, but at least they put money into the team when they need to. Yeah. Right? They say, well, we'll open up our wallet. You guys should prove us that you're going to win. We'll give you guys some players. But, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, and to think about it, Baltimore, I think, was one of the only teams to ever play a home series without any fans. Yeah, because of the Before violence. COVID. Yeah, because of the violence that happened in Baltimore. And yep. it was to the point where there is a skit on Saturday Night Live about that. And it's actually a really good skit. Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't suspended. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. And that, but that's the thing, right? You get these orders. I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, 30 for 30 podcast I'm in right now has, has Don Sterling on there. And my God, what a despicable human being he was. Yeah. But it's all said and done. You know, just listen to the, you know, and I guess I think they're making a, a series out of it, too. With, I think, Ed O'Neill is like Don Sterling. Oh, he'll be good. He's a good yeah. actor. I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's I a don't, jerk, but he's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you listen to the 30 for 30 podcast. I don't. On Spotify. But if you get some time, listen to a couple. I mean, the one with Kaseko, I think, was, was one of the better ones. When he outed everybody mm-hmm. in that book, and then they didn't know why, and then the people were denying it. And the best was when Palmero, Raphael Palmero from the Baltimore Orioles, played first base, said, I have never taken steroids, got tested positive for PEDs, went to Toronto, got booed so loud, he had to put earplugs in the next game. And He, he said, oh, the booze to... don't bother me. And he was going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. No doubt. He was he was on his way to Cooperstown. Yep. Because yep. he played for the Texas Rangers before he went to Baltimore, I believe, wasn't it? Right, right. He was yeah, on he his was way. on his way. 
Same was with Rodriguez. You know, same with Bonds, same with McGuire. And now we're gonna have to vote them in in the in a new committee. And who knows if they even get through that? Yep. I mean, it's something that has to be said that it's you know, yeah, it was part of it brought baseball back for a bit after the strike of '94. But it was also a dark cloud on the sport, you know. Kurt said, has a better chance of getting in than Bonds and Bonds and Clemens. Yeah. Oh, for sure, he's got a better chance, and I think, and we'll find out maybe in forty years, Bonds and McGuire get in. They might not get in until they're they're hey. six feet under. Yeah. Right. It's That's what I think is going to happen with Pete Rose. Pete Rose dies, bang in the Hall of Fame. You know, well, well I, I mean, see. yeah. And speaking of betting, have you seen all the scandals coming up now for betting? Oh, everybody being suspended. Iowa NFL players and college. Iowa, Iowa State yes, college. Yeah, see. was that not be, going to be predictable? Yeah, this was so predictable. How could you? Right, not? I mean, they, yeah, it it. You turn on the TV and they give you the odds, the odds, yep. live odds of what's happening, right? Right now, I think Washington, I don't know if you're watching the Nationals game or you're taping it. Uh, they're losing last I checked. Yeah. So, I mean, the odds right now would be if you were to put five bucks on them, the odds are probably five to one that they come back to win. They will tell you the live odds. I mean, the way they've been playing – you know, they could come back and win. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean. That's... See, and, you know, and, this is, and this is the conversation that you and DK and I have had in the past where you have all these betting sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, and, you know, you're promoting this. And you're not going to let the current players participate. It, it's a fine line, you know. Yeah, you can't. You can't even access the app while in an NFL facility, airplane. Like it's that's where a lot of these guys are being suspended for the years because they had access to it while they're in the area of an of the shield. Yeah. Right, and now they're being suspended, and it's like you know. I mean, who was it? Was it? Uh, it was Calvin Ridley that got suspended for betting on Falcon games while he was hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, how much information would you have if you're hurt? Probably not much, right? Probably you're not. More focused, you're more focused on getting healthy. Spend it for a year. I think he's coming back with Jacksonville this year. You know, so that was big news. And now you got a bunch of players gone. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guy from, and I mean, and I'll put it out there, you know, you got the guy from the Broncos that was drafted – with the Seattle's pick for the Russell Wilson draft or for the trade. And he could be going to jail for five to 10 years. Right. Over stuff that has to do with gambling and whatnot. So, I mean, what do you expect when it's, when it's in your face, when it's being flaunted, when it's, when you see DraftKings right on the scoreboard? Yeah. Right. I can make a bet while I'm underneath the shield, but they can't. You know, 
It's, I mean, yeah, I get it. You don't want to tank games. I mean, you know, we have that disgraced referee from the, from the basketball that was shaving points. Yep. You know, we, we have the Black Sox, which, you know, was probably the biggest, which would be one of the biggest scandals of all time still to this day. And, and it's still talked about a hundred years later. Yep. And Shoeless needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Because there's no way that he tanked with the way he played. I mean, I I would love to go back to that conversation another time. I really would. Oh, you know, I mean, I think, and and that's another thing too. Is you know, is I know we're talking a lot about you know we're talking about baseball and other thing else, but I was you know I've been playing MLB the show. I've been watching the you know they have they have the Negro leagues and stuff like that that you can play as these players, and it's quite it's interesting to learn on it. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to the point where I think I did send an email off to to the museum to say if the guy wants to come onto our show and tell tell some stories. Oh my God, I would love to do that. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. You know, because I would just sit there for an hour. The guy could talk for an hour and just you know, because it to me, baseball is baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're male, female, black, white, you come from Dominican Republic, from Australia, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, I watch games that you know. When the Little League World Series is on, I watch some of those games, right? I watch, I watch NCAA softball. Right? I watch baseball, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I just love the sport, but it's good to see, you know. And I love the old stories, and I'll tell you what, man, the old stories back in the day of how they played baseball is a lot different than it is today. Mm-hmm. And they played with no fear back then, you know. And that's another thing too, right? Everybody's buddy buddy now, but back in the day, you weren't sitting there on the bad cage talking to the opposite player. You hated that guy. He came in for a three-game series. You hated him, right? Yeah. And then when he's gone, whatever. And the best part is, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, right? But you're seeing, and and here's another thing too. Can we stop with the with the scrimmages of two different NFL teams playing in the same same practice <laughs> field? Do we not get the big brawls happening every year? We do. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, you don't see that in hockey. Right? You don't see the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers. Well, we're going to we're gonna practice together. Right? I would, I would love to see a Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins practice. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Oh, my that, okay. Would that not be great? That would be awesome. <laughs> right? But, I mean, you know, you look at it. But these players are – now the NFL is a lot different, right? Because you're out to – you know, literally you're out to hurt somebody, right, when you hit, right? You want to make that guy feel when he gets tackled, right? Mm-hmm. That's your job, right? And the running back is your job to run that guy over. You know? So that's like- where – you know, that's where you get the history of not having – and, I mean, even in – the Dallas Cowboys had a couple brawls between each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Aaron Rodgers almost got knocked out because a guy hit Aaron Rodgers wearing a red shirt. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's – it's, but then you look at baseball, everyone's joking around, laughing, all this. And, yeah, I get it, right? It's a more calmer game. But then they, you know – I mean, hockey's not like that. You skate around. You got the red line. They're circling around before it. You see the slashes and the – and the stick taps and the arguing going on. But it seems like baseball, everybody's buddy-buddy, which is fine. 
right? But, I mean, once that game starts, better be ready to go 100%. All right. So there's one more thing that I want to discuss, and then we're going to wrap this show up. Because we got to discuss the elephant in the room. And that is Michael Orr. For those who don't know who Michael Orr is, he is the subject of a book and a well-known little movie called The Blind Side. A great movie. The movie that won or that helped Sandra Bullock win an Academy Award. I, I think that was a well-done movie. Well, <laughs> you may have second thoughts after this. Because, according to Michael Orr himself, he alleges that the couple who took him in as a teenager misled him into believing they were adopting him and that they placed him in a conservatorship instead of adopting him. And this is according to a court filing on Monday. So, in the petition to terminate the conservatorship in Tennessee, the lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators Leanne Toy, if I pronounced that name wrong, I apologize, and Sean Toy have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward, the undersigned Michael Orr. The Toys negotiated a deal with 20th Century Fox that left Orr without any payment for the rights to his name, likeness, and life story, while the Toy family received a contract price of $225,000 and 2.5% of the film's net proceeds. Pardon me, the petition states. The film grossed over $300 million. A $200,000 donation was also made to Leanne Toy's charitable foundation. The petition says that Orr made no money off the film which was released after he completed his college career and would not have affected his eligibility when he was playing NCAA ball. According to the petition, Orr does not recall signing the agreement for the rights to his life story. The document has a signature that appears to be his, but nobody ever presented this document to him with any explanation, the filing says. The petition accuses the toys of a breach of their fiduciary fiduciary duty as conservators so gross and appalling that they should be sanctioned by this court. So to give a background, Orr was a ward of the state of Tennessee by the age of 11 and homeless as a child. A friend's father helped Orr enroll in 2002 in Briarcrest Christian School where he played basketball and football. The families of the classmates often let him who fell through the cracks of a quote, broken social system, unquote, stay in their homes. Now, the, 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 the toys, they said that they still love Michael and say that this is not true. 
Hmm. I think I did read saying that he got $100,000 from that movie. I I don't know. You know, if this is true, if all of this is true, there's a special place in hell for for the toys. Yeah. If they advantage of somebody. I know. Yep. Now here okay, now here's the part that gets me and it just ticks me off. All right. And this is the wonderful world of social media that we have. Ever since this story has come out, there have been people on Twitter or X or whatever it's called at this point. The next thing they should probably do is put a question mark on it because I don't know what it is anymore. But anyway, (laughs) there are people on social media saying that the Academy should strip Sandra Bullock of her Oscar. No. What did she do? She just played a role. Yeah, she didn't know. She didn't know. Well, that's how stupid society is today. Oh, my Lord, yes. I bet you most people didn't watch the movie. Start saying that she should be stripped from it. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Again, appeasing to the few that don't care about your product. No, you leave Sandra Bullock alone. That's her award. There are some people who say that she should give up her Oscar and give it to the girl who played Precious. If you remember that movie, I, I can't think of the actress's name, but I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Oh, it's not like she failed the drug test on the four by four men's 100 and you have to give it up. And three years later, 10 years later, they finally give the silver medals to Canada. It doesn't work that way. My God. I swear people are so. Let me let me find I'm gonna read some of these tweets to, to give you a good laugh. Okay. Yep. And you can use her user handles if you want. Okay. So at Big Vanilla Funny wrote So Sandra Bullock should have should have to give back her Oscar right, and man, do we need to start checking these good feeling stories. The parents blocked $300 in earnings the movie from him getting any of it and gave the money to their real children. Woo! All right. Uh, next one is at Vicolodian underscore. I think Lee Ann Toy needs to be in jail, and Sandra Bullock needs to give that Oscar back because that whole movie was just more white savior BS anyhow. Wow. Uh, at Curvoicer underscore kid wrote, so since the blind side was a lie, Sandra Bullock should have to give her Oscar back. So, so I'm going to respond to these guys and saying, okay, back in the day when you won an Oscar award, but now you're charged with f- felony or, or a crunch, do they have 
to give back their Oscars? Why aren't they lobbying for that? You know? Huh? What? We're going to sit there and bash poor Sandra Bullock who played a, an epic character in a movie that she had that was presented, that she had no idea what was going on? It's a movie! We watch movies. You know what people need to learn? I'm going to give you a tip. On your remote, there's a button called the power. You hit the power button, it turns off. You don't have to listen to anything the rest of the day if you don't want to. If it offends you, turn it off. Change the channel. Right? As, as George Cohen said, and God bless his soul, because, you know, he would just have a heyday today, man. There are two knobs. One to change the channel, one to turn it off. If you're offended. I got a, I, I got a couple more. Okay. At Pat J. Burns wrote, they need to take away Sandra Bullock's Oscar like they took Reggie Bush's Heisman for this. <sighs> well, Reggie, Reggie got caught taking money. At the time, wasn't allowed. Right. Or his family or something happened, right? Right. But I do agree, Reggie should get his Heisman back. He should get it back. Right, we... You know what? You're giving people the likeness. They get their own money now. Give him back his trophy. Give it, give it back. Who, who, did, did they replace him with the, the next winner? No. Uh, so just give it back to him. All right. And here's the last one. At producer underscore Josh, I demand we revoke Sandra Bullock's Oscar and give it to Meryl Streep. No! That bitch no. don't need another Oscar. Yeah. She's won enough. And Just, she's a pompous you know, ass. You, that's a shoot. Meryl Streep is a pompous ass. Yes. We will be getting some angry emails from... Come at me. <laughs> I stand on my soapbox on Meryl Streep. We, we, should, we should have our own email for... The JC of Bill Sports Cast at Hotmail.com. She wants to talk about how mixed martial arts, there's no arts. Uh, sweetheart, there's art to everything. It's called In the Eyes of the Beholder. Why don't you look it up, sweetheart? Yeah. Like, it's... People get on these feel-goods because, you know what? Their life is crap. They've done something bad in their life. So I'm going to try to change by getting on there. Hold on. Was even you know, Meryl Streep even nominated that year? Hold on. I don't think I've ever watched a movie with her, a movie with her in there. To uh, be honest. I, I like. I, I think I've seen like three or four movies with her in it, and I haven't really liked one of them, to be honest. <laughs> and part of it's not her fault. It's just I'm not into the movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, uh, hold on. Oh, yeah, okay, actually, she was nominated the year that Sandra did win the Oscar. Did you ever, oh. do, you, do you remember the movie Julie and Julia? No, that sounds like a movie I would never watch. Your wife might watch it, actually. She might. The only way I'd probably watch Julia it, Kyle. if I was so hung, if I was so hungover, I couldn't get out of bed. And the remote was 20 feet away. And that movie seemed to appear on Lifetime or, or TLC or some other station that the wife was watching the night before. 
probably the only reason, only time I'd watch that movie. And my God, I would crawl over to the remote to change it. <laughs> I will tell you that much. And before we do leave, have you noticed now that Angel Hernandez is back that the that the umpiring has gotten worse again for his games? <laughs> have you noticed that? Have you? People cannot leave it alone. I mean, that he is so terrible. He had his discrimination case thrown out of court. He has made so many bad calls. He's only been around for two or three weeks. He made bad calls in AAA on a rehab assignment. <laughs> Are you When does Major League Baseball have to step in and say, you know what, he's done? Right? Done. <laughs> like, my God. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. Like, what? Is he blind? Does he not know the rules? Well, he just had a, a lawsuit recently dropped. Yeah, because he wasn't getting the... He said, it's a discrimination against me because I'm so-and-so and because I'm not in the World Series or the playoffs. No, it's because you are a shitty umpire. <laughs> I will say it. And people are – and the twit, if you look at Twitter or X or question mark or whatever the hell it is, like you said, <laughs> he, he is trending every night. It's why you're not in – the World Series, or the ALCS, or the divisional rounds. You're done. Mike, it's it's terrible. God. Oh, this I mean. why I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <sighs> it, yeah, it is terrible. terrible. So. See, even the dog's getting into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she she hates Angel Hernandez, and she loves everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah, Chazzy loves everybody, but she hates Angel Hernandez. Oh, my God. Go get, go get supper, Chazzy. Oh, yeah. It's, and you know what? I mean, did you hear about that poor rookie umpire? I think you got called up from AAA to umpire oh, a game. He made, and, like, like, three mistakes in a game? In the, I think in one inning. I, yeah, in the first I, yeah, inning I, I in Philadelphia. Was it not in Philadelphia? Yeah. The boot? Yeah. Where, why would you put a – first of all, you don't put a rookie umpire in Philadelphia for your first start. Right. I, I don't right. care who you are. You, you can't do that. You can't do that in Philadelphia. I mean, those guys threw batteries at Santa Claus. Right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, three bad calls, but, you know, I mean – and I, there's, you can see every game, right? They show the umpire stats, and one guy had like two missed calls and the whole thing. And then you got Angel. He's well below the average. Oh, man, he is terrible. When does he stop showing up on my TV and in baseball games? And you want my luck? Guess who's going to be in Toronto while I'm watching the Blue Jays play? Probably Angel. <laughs> Would that not surprise you? Oh, my God. I'd laugh my ass off. I will make a sign. I will Leave make a sign. And I, will, and I will wear Coke bottle glasses. It says, I can see better than Angel. Oh, my God. <laughs> and He's I got some pretty good seats. And 
and, I, and I, if it's a Texas game, that first game I'm there, I'm right in left field, right up against the home, right up against the wall, front row, left field in the gap. Please make it happen. <laughs> I might just do it for the hell of it now. Make a sign. <laughs> I can see better than Angel. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I better check the series. I wonder if they have. They should have the. I'll have to see who is umping. Yeah. Oh, oh my! Now I'm starting to worry. So as uh, as JC's doing that, uh, we'll we'll I'll get into our plugs real quick. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, JC Bill Sportcast, and join our Facebook group, the JC and Bill Sportscast, where you could join over 300 fans. That's right, we have over 300 members in our group, and you could talk about pretty much anything sports related. All right, do they have um, that far in advance or not yet? No, I'm just looking her up now. I see Toronto Cincinnati are tied at nothing-nothing. Three hits they, to one hit. They probably don't have it yet. Umpiring schedule Major League Baseball. Because it's less than a month. Bet they don't have it. It's less than a month. They might. They might not. We'll see. Oh, hold on. Major League Umpire our majors. I'll have to find it. I bet. You know what? I have a feeling he probably will be. <laughs> With my luck. You know. Yeah. Oh, and he's not. Oh, it's going to be great. Angel Hernandez. 30 years of Major League Service time. 30 years. <sighs> Terrible. If anybody would like to join in on a bet for when he'll get inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, let me know at House of Bill on Twitter. <laughs> he ranks right up there with uh, <laughs> C.B. Buckner. I mean, I mean, you know, baseball wants to put, you know, you want to put, uh, you know, you want to make people liable for their mistakes. They need to start doing things like this. Oh, my God. You know? Oh, man. All right. So next time we are on, we're going to have DK with us. And this is, I, I would say traditionally, this is our biggest show of the year, the next episode. Yeah. Because we predict the entire NFL season. We're going to pick our division winners. We're going to pick our wild card teams. We're going to pick the teams that's going to make the conference title games, who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and who's going to win the Super Bowl. Plus, we'll do some awards, which, honestly, I don't do really good at because I don't really pay that much attention to it. Our Canadian friends do a lot better than I do, so, you know. Um, so, yeah. That's going to be our entire next episode. Yeah, and and one bold prediction. Oh yes, we, we always take one, pretty much like a guarantee that will happen during the season. Yep. I'm still trying to think what mine is. I'm still working on it. There'll be a few good ones, won't there? Hey, I mean, remember last year I hit it right on the head that. There would be a coach gone before Thanksgiving 
and damned if I wasn't right. You were right. Oh, man. You, you on the other hand, we're going to have to have a long talk about. Yeah, what was that? Mine was... Every home no, team will win the night won't. games, the Sunday night game yes. during the season. And the first one and Thursday lost. night, the Rams lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, Isn't I, that great? I, I have to figure out what mine's going to be. I don't know. This is like the first time in years I don't have already in my head like a guarantee that's going to happen. So we'll see. Well, you got a couple weeks. We'll have to let do we, do we drop the surprise on, on DK. Yeah, because we, we do we... not tell. For those that are curious, we do not tell each other anything as far as predictions go. Until yeah. we record. Yeah, so, exactly. That's how we do it. And that's how, that, that's the fun. That's the fun of it. So. It is. All right. On that note, everybody have a good weekend. Have fun. Enjoy your sports. And come back for another episode of the JC and Bill Sportscast. Have a good night.